What's up, pod people? Welcome back to another episode of Cinema de More. I am your hostess, Lexi, and with me, as always, my hosts, Justin, Chuck, and we are wrapping up YouTube month. We are on our final film, and our final film of the month is The Thinning, starring Logan Paul. This was a film that was made by YouTube themselves. This was a YouTube studio's attempt at creating content during the sort of peak of the YouTube, or not YouTube, um, the, the, the Streaming Wars era when everybody was starting to get in on it and trying to create their own platform. Everybody was trying to cash in and create their own original content. And so... YouTube thought they would try their hand at creating original content. They created a original film and they used Logan Paul as the centerpiece of their original film. Although they didn't put any other real YouTubers in it. The only other YouTuber in the film is the girlfriend that gets taken away at the start of the movie. The plot of the film is that in the year, I believe it's 2040 that We have drought and population control issues and food control issues. And so we've had to come up with drastic and extreme ways to be able to feed and keep the population controlled. So they've decided that the best way to do this is to take kids and basically have them do their SATs. And if they suck at their SATs, they get the axe. And that's pretty much the plot of the movie. There's not much more to it than that. Of course, there's conspiracies and intrigue and, you know, a deeper running plot line. And they're not sure how to keep their plot line really focused because halfway through the movie, you realize that everything they present at the film is completely different halfway through the middle. But that is pretty much the plot of the movie. And Logan Paul's character, uh, gets to see his girlfriend taken away by the system that has been put in place. And so in his next term, when it's just time to take the test again, he tries to fail the test to figure out what happened to his girlfriend and uncovers a deeper underground government plot that it is a rigged system. That's pretty much the plot of the movie. Did you guys like this one? (laughs) This was the best movie I've watched this month. Yeah, this is definitely the strongest film that we've watched this month for sure. Now, this one was made by real film people. This one had, you know, real actors in it. Uh, It had the girl from Clueless as the teacher. Bigger, Bigger known actors were in this. But Logan Paul was, of course, the focus on it. This was at peak Logan. This is when Logan was... At the peak of his YouTube career, he was like the number one YouTuber at the time. Him and his little brother, Jake, were competing with each other. This would also be when Jake was, you know, having his uh, Disney Channel fame with that. What's that show that Wordvark or whatever, something like that. He was on that show. So they were competing with each other. YouTube was riding a lot on him. And they thought that this film was going to be like a huge breakout success. Obviously they were also trying to cash in on the popularity of the purge series and the, the horror series that were going on at the time. So they thought they could kind of like, you know, make their own teen kind of version of that with 
Logan. Logan had acted in other stuff as well up to that point. So there was a little bit more faith in him, not just as a YouTuber, but also that he had had a couple of films under his belt. So he had a little bit more acting chops. So it wasn't really that he directed this film, but they definitely were putting a lot more faith in his name base going into this. And then he went to Japan and filmed a corpse hanging in the forests of the Japanese suicide forest and fucked everything up for YouTube and that was his after own this career. Movie, though. Well, <clears throat> so this movie came out and it made they made the sequel pretty much right after this. So the sequel, The Thinning, New World Order. Uh, was already slated to come out like pretty much like right at 2017. It was like already made and in the can, ready to go. And then he went and did that, and they couldn't release the movie, so it sat in the back, like in the can, like waiting to be released. They didn't even know if it was going to get released. Logan really fucked everything up for everyone involved. Really hurt the project and. Honestly, it kind of was a lot of the reason that it, uh, YouTube originals went under. It wasn't just because the other stuff was bad content, because it was bad content. But uh, they had invested a lot into this. There were like millions involved in it. And it just, you know, having that much controversy behind it, they just couldn't put it out. So, And then the stuff with PewDiePie on top of that, because they also had PewDiePie scared straight. That stuff with him the nazi stuff that also came out around the same time so that just also put that on the back burner so they were just investing all this money into these people that were just having controversy after controversy and there you go that kind of fucked everything up for youtube on that and they were just like fuck this and they shut it all down and now they have youtube red which is basically just pay service to get rid of the ads on youtube and it's like it works for them I read beforehand though that there were at least five different youtubers that were in this movie because it was like collectively they had X amount of viewers. So that's exactly the entire reason that anybody was cast in this movie, I think. So I went and tried to research how many YouTubers were in this movie. And when I tried to find how many were in it, I could only find two. There might be more, but they were definitely not central characters. The only two that were definitely known youtubers were logan and the girlfriend who is taken away at the start of the film well i think they were saying too that even the people that weren't doing youtube i guess the lead girl the one that's in the movie the most she i think was a like a disney channel or nickelodeon kid or something like that yeah i recognized her so they had both of those other two kids are disney kids the the her and that other that other kid that's uh, like exposing things. Yeah, the okay. thing I saw was totaling up all the the followers. So I guess it makes sense that maybe they're not particularly YouTube. They're just uh, they just have a lot of people that follow their crap. I actually, um, when I heard that this movie was getting made, I didn't know anything about Logan Paul. I didn't know who he was. I just was interested in the idea of YouTube making their own movies. Because I've obviously I'm always intrigued with anybody trying something different. And I'm always intrigued with people who don't typically do something, trying something they don't typically do. And so I kind of followed the progression of this film. And when I also heard the plot line of the film, I was like, okay, I'm interested. When this came out, I was like, all right, I want to see this. 
and I pretty much watched it like the day it dropped and uh, I didn't hate it. I was like, all right, yeah, I give you credit. I think you guys tried. I don't know if it's the best thing I've ever seen, but I think your actors were a bit weak. Um, so this is not my first time watching this. This is actually my second viewing on this one. And you wanted to see it twice. I didn't I didn't hate watching it a second time either. I, I don't think this is the worst movie I've ever seen in a lot of ways. No, no, but it is bad. It's definitely it's definitely got some problems for sure. Uh, like the beginning of this movie starts with a paragraph about what's going on. They describe this SAT uh, testing that they give these students that they call the thinning. And it's also like 10 dash uh, 241, which I wish is what they would have just called this movie. 10 dash 241. That would have been cooler. But the movie starts off by saying that to kill off some of the population, because there's too many people and it's hitting like a critical mass or whatever the hell that is called. They do that aptitude test to kill off people, which doesn't make sense because no. if everyone studies, then nobody would be thinned. <laughs> you wouldn't thin out the herd or whatever you want to call it. The worst thing is, though, it tells you this in the first paragraph, and then the movie adds nothing at all until the end. Um, it adds a little bit of different information instead of telling the movie as it went along. Like it would, it, it would have been better if they just were chilling or chilling and taking a test. And like, that's how you started finding out that things were a little bit weird or going like not normal to our world. And I I don't fault the actors for just being cast as faces and hopefully bringing in viewers. I don't really think that they're good, but I don't really think that uh, that's their fault. Yeah, I don't think they were the worst part of the movie. Yeah, the worst part is just that this it this movie just tries to copy five to ten other young adult (laughs) adaptations like it's like oh what's what's popular now also they i think that was another big failure with this movie is it came out after like the young adult dystopian bubble kind of like burst like after like they were already done with the hunger games by that point maze runner like kind of quickly went out the divergent series that like didn't even finish the last film, like they never even completed that. I like that the Divergent one. series too. So this was like, this felt like another one. It's like, oh, it's another one of those movies with kids like having to fight for their survival in a dystopian world, which also I feel like the other, the other thing that this movie failed at was really making the world seem like it was a dystopia. Like it really, I got no sense that other than the right. locks being on all the buildings and like them putting the school or in go lockdown, fake utopian but like, like i said yeah make it seem like everything's too perfect yeah you got like none of you didn't get either you didn't get like too perfect or too bad it just seemed like um, it's everything still seemed basically normal except there's an army at the school that like takes kids away when they do their tests like nothing else seemed out yeah, of like place you could have close-ups of never showing the people whenever they walked into the school or like had it pretty damn normal and they're talking about this test that they have to take, this aptitude test. And then when they get there, they're like scanning them. And you're just sort of like, why the hell are they scanning them? Like, that's something that stands out as weird. Well, nothing feels very 2040 about it either. Like the cars <laughs> are not very futuristic or anything like they're all cars of that exact time period. So nothing feels like standout or right. has they a very futuristic an alternate feel. dimension. Well, I mean, the tech doesn't even feel 
mean, the tech feels dated to now. I was like looking at a lot of the tech and I was like, my tech's more like up to date than a lot of the stuff I'm looking at them using in this movie. Yeah, like some things too. Like they had a news reporter, but it looked just like the rest of the movie. Like they didn't even try to change the look of that. Right. They necessarily had to, but show it from that person's perspective. It made the world feel very small. Yeah. I would say my biggest issue in this film straight off the bat was the lighting it had some of the worst lighting ever like when you're in the school with the red lights on most of the film uh it's almost impossible to see anything like there's uh i didn't like i had no idea that logan paul switched into a, a costume of the guard like i didn't even know that happened i didn't know a lot well, of what it, was, it was going like a surprise. on kind of yeah but it, it, there wasn't it wasn't done well like there was so many moments in it where i couldn't tell what the fuck was going on we had to turn the brightness on our tv completely up to be able to see a lot Why? of what was going on it's just it was so dark it was just like a really i didn't think it was that dark I poorly it was, lit it was a lot easier to change the brightness on my phone while i was watching it so <laughs> mine just looks fine even when they were red i was like all right it looks cool yeah. but they just stuck with it for like a third of the I movie. I hated two, and this is like this isn't just this movie. This is a lot of movies that do this. But how the the thinning itself is the slowest thing imaginable. Like it's not just like it just feels like it'd be like yeah I don't know just take him out back and like shoot him in the head. Like I guess I guess later on we find out that there's a reason why it's they're they're not actually getting like killed or something like that. But every time it would just be like commence the thinning and it's just like that two minute shot of them like holding those needles and just like really slowly going in and then it'd be like hold on we have to cancel the thinning for now and then they like slowly pull their hands back and like lower them and i'm like somebody injects one of the kids they're like oh shit i already started the thinning yeah it was too fast i didn't i didn't do the slow motion what was the noise that the needles would make when they were like it's like it's like it's a oh the sound design in this film was atrocious as well like just (laughs) there was just like random sound effects like the, the runtime though was nice. Yeah. That was the best part but, of yeah. the movie. The nicest thing about this was they at least were smart enough to say, you know what, this doesn't need to be two hours. But it doesn't feel too long either. Like it, I don't feel like it drags too hard. It drags. Like, drags in, <laughs> at times. There, there's, yeah, this this the is a movie, weird one. It doesn't make a lot of sense either. Like it seems very low stakes for as high stakes as it's written. Right. It's because you're almost getting too small of a focus. Like it's just this one school, but I think, I think we're meant to understand that this is happening in like every school across the entire country. But we're only being shown no. this one school. Because here's the thing: is that the way that the film starts is it presents this idea that first of all, I think we're supposed to think that this is only America that's doing this. So I thought that this was an American thing that America is doing this because America is trying to build the most intelligent, like they're trying to build a master race. That's the way it's basically presented. Like America's trying to build a master race because they're trying to build the smartest and most intelligent people. So if you can't fucking keep up, you're basically iced. I mean, I think that premise is kind of cool because the fact that you didn't study your test that you knew that would kill you at the age of like 17 or 18, depending on how old you are. You know this test's coming up and it's life or death. So if you just don't study for, for the test, like that is that is thinning out the herd, I guess. That is getting rid of the dumb people. But then they show that they do it to little littles, like they start with the little kids too. 
And when they show that video about the little kids, then they also, like, when they start explaining the politics side of it, like the governor and whatever, he's the governor of Texas. So then they explain that this is Texas specifically that's doing this, and that Texas is currently the most advanced state. They have the highest technology, and they have the best industry and all this kind of stuff. And they express, like, that Vermont are not doing this, and, like, they talk about the liberal states, and so that this is a Texas thing. This isn't something that every state in America is doing. So there are other states that are not engaging in this behavior. This is only something that's happening in one state. But you don't understand that until you get half more than halfway into the film, and then you start watching the guy who's running for governor start explaining that kind of stuff. Like, Mr. Redding, yeah. Blake's dad. <laughs> so it, it's like you wouldn't know any of that until... A, you watch the video the kindergartners are watching where they explain that other states, some states, you know, kill the old or some states like only allow you to have one child or some states do this fucked up thing. And it's like, so like, because this is like, this is blatantly cruel and completely unnecessary. Like I've never seen a more completely unnecessary system to deal with it. I'm like, any, any normal people would be like, okay, well, if we're having this issue, like clearly the, anybody above the age of 80, like that would be your first get rid of them. Yeah. They're not really good at at describing why they're doing it. They're not really great at describing how it's helping or like exactly what the test is. They don't take any time to explain any of this. No, you tell me that Texas is doing this though. That makes perfect sense. I'm like, Oh yeah, I could see that. Like all day. Or Florida. I could see Florida also doing this. I'm like, um, what's his face? DeSantis? This is, this sounds like some shit Ron DeSantis would do. Well, he's dead. He's dead in this timeline because it's so far in the future. <laughs> I mean, if you look at if we look at Futurama, his head should be in a jar, right? I'm sure somebody accidentally dropped that jar. <laughs> I think the uh the problem with this and most of these other young adult dystopian films and book series uh, all seem to fail to understand is this plot was already perfected by the film battle Royale and it does not Mm -hmm. need to be repeated or redone every time. Like that's that film is a perfect concept of this idea of, you know what? Or it has to be radically. Yeah. Or it has to, yeah, something has to be so different, but it's like they they've already done that concept of, you know what? Just make the kids kill each other. Like that's the best way to to solve this problem. And then every other one of these movies that they come up with is just like a slowly more watered down version of that idea till it gets to the point that you're in this where and this is the most distilled version that we yeah have. this is this is like all the way down to the point of it's not even combat. It's just these kids all sit in a room and take a test on a tablet for five minutes, and that's how we'll determine who survives. This one's like, it's like the Hunger Games combined with the Purge. No, it's not, because both those have intrigue. (laughs) I was going to say, but like none of the good parts of either. Yeah. So it's just like, it's like you're trying to like cash in on like the, because it's constantly, I feel like this movie is constantly trying to build a tension that never that never I pays don't think off. they're trying to build tension. I literally think it was as lazy as write a movie around these YouTube people and let's see how much money we can make off of them. The end. And they came up with like they probably Logan Paul. They're like Logan's run. Uh, we'll make it like that, I guess. <laughs> but for kids, I mean, if it had been like Logan's run, it would have been a better film. 
Yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, I would say I agree with Chuck. This is the most watchable of the three. It does. It is not interesting, though. <laughs> There's not one part of this movie that there was like for the first couple minutes. I was like, all right, this looks looks all right. It looks more professional. The acting is not great, but it's not what I, it's pretty much what I expected. Now, remember with this one, though, that of of the two previous to this, that the first one was just a YouTuber on his own making a movie about his YouTube character, just going out and crowdfunding and all that. The second one was a guy who was a YouTuber that some people kind of went, what if we gave him some money and saw what he could kind of come up with? And then this one was YouTube going, how can we make like a whole entire studio and start making movies and actually start creating original They did content. Cobra Kai, right? It started with them. Cobra Kai was, in fact, a YouTube original, yes. And so everybody loves that. It. They can do it. Do you, like, do you think... I mean, that is a good example. That show... And I honestly think the first season of that show was really solid. I think the first season was probably some of the best out of it. I don't know if I really like the direction it's going in now. I keep watching it, well, so I'm not I mean, mad at it. Break it up in a, a couple different ways. If you look at the first movie, Angry Video Game Nerd, yeah, he was on YouTube, but you've had a lot of six. He's basically doing something independent. Uh, he has enough say that he can make some money off of his viewers to fund and make this movie. So he's essentially an independent film. And then the second one, Not Cole, was more of an experiment, which is sort of like, I think, more so what your thesis is for doing all these movies. Can a YouTuber make a movie? They can make, by the def by definition, a movie, but they can't make anything that's... that's uh, they need to learn. That He had a lot to learn, and I don't even know if he learned anything from that process but then this youtube can youtube make a movie even though they pulled a lot of youtubers in or you know likes in viewers in they're essentially doing what netflix has done and even though not everything that netflix makes is perfect uh, they have a lot of successful shows like stranger things is one of the most watched shows of all time i think that's a prime example that yeah these streaming services can absolutely make original content that's that's good but I, I guess I guess when you look at it like this, all of YouTube's original content, all of it, with the exception of probably Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is probably the only exception on this. Every piece of original YouTube content in some form or another, they are looking at their their groundwork, right? They're looking at what they're looking at their bin. They're looking in their bin and they're going, what do we have in our bin to work with to create? What do they have in their bin? They have Game Grumps, which they used to make that show that we talked about in the last episode. They had PewDiePie. They had Logan Paul. They had, you know, like a slew of high level YouTube content. So they were wielding a sword essentially of that was that a sword that was worth 
wielding to create, you know, what we got. Where are YouTubers, are the content that YouTubers create something that you can turn around and look at as as a company, as a corporation? Can you look at what those are, all of them, any of it, the whole thing, the whole thing that we covered all of this month, and build a brand off of it and build an established network of television shows, films, original, higher level content than what YouTube offers? Are these people enough of a groundwork to work off of that you can build established films and television series off of these things that can become successful. I think you can. You just have to keep it as the, it has to be as similar to the original product as possible. Because I don't like, feel like we've been proven that any of this has viable success outside of. Well, Angry Video Game Nerd made a movie of doing not what he does. Shane Dawson took somebody else's stuff and tried to do something he doesn't do. And then all these people in the thinning were for the most part doing like they're trying to act and this is something that they also don't do so it's not a good example of what they they do like if if you take something like um mr beast who does things for you you know he does all kind of different things like to help people you could give him like seasons of basically doing the same thing but now you're giving him access to some I mean, he's made the money. He he can do it. He can make it with whoever he wants now. But you could have, you know, some actually like decent cinematographers and stuff behind it. Give him a good producer to keep doing what he's doing. And I think that you could definitely make a lot of interesting television shows off of something like that. Or if you could do things that are similar that are like, you know, I worked on a show on Netflix, Archive 81, and that was based off of a podcast. So they took the general idea of the story and they made it visual because they know that they had viewers um, or they had listeners for the podcast. So they presumed that they would have viewers too. And I think they did. I don't understand hundred percent why Netflix pulled the plug on that, but yeah, I think they could definitely monetize it and put some production value behind some of these people and make something great um, but I don't think these examples are showcasing any of the skills that these people already have. Like whatever you're good at, that's what they, they need to hone in on. They're dumb to hire them for th- other things. I, I'd agree with that. I think animation, I think there's a lot of really great independent animators out there who utilize YouTube as a platform to release their original animated content. Yeah. Pick on. those up and, and give them more money and give them a professional studio and start releasing your own animated right. content. And a lot of people who do that release their content to, you know, festivals and things like that. And that gets picked up. And then, you know, that, that happens a lot. And that would be nice. And nice to see somebody invest more in that. Maybe if, you know, YouTube invested in an animation division, that could be nice to see more investment into animators and give them more of a place also, in that you gotta sort think of too, some a lot of these companies too netflix is a prime example netflix had a hard time getting into the the business essentially because they weren't used to making television shows they were one of the first ones that came in and started like outsourcing and, and trying to buy people that 
were really good with network television to at least start making uh, television shows. You know, they that's a lot of the pull for a lot of like Netflix now is they're using big actors. I mean, they've had the money, but it seems like their plan of, oh, we're going to release a movie every two weeks and there will be one. You'll know the star of at least one of the stars in every single one of these movies that comes out. But do you think with YouTube that you can go and get a large star or does that contradict the YouTube platform in that way? Like, don't you need to use a, a YouTuber? I never saw it, but I think if it's not his first, it's one of his first ones. There was um, a YouTuber named Fred or something. It's like a high pitched uh-huh, voice Fred. guy. Yeah, you got to show made, Nickelodeon. Are you talking about Fred he like made, we don't know who Fred is? Look, yeah, I think there's this guy Fred named is. Fred. He might have been popular on uh, on YouTube. Yeah, and actually, made a movie Fred is first... the first most successful YouTuber. Well, his first movie has John Cena in it, and I think it might be he his does. First... He plays himself, I think, but I think it's one of the first thing that he's ever on, or has been on. And now you're watching things like Peacemaker, and he's wonderful in that. Yeah. He's in the Fast and, Fury mo- Fast and Furious movies. He's okay in those. <laughs> No, he's not really that great in those, but... Uh, Have you seen the pictures of John Cena in the really... Sh- like, the, the, the dress? The skirt with the, the the stockings and the heels? I have a hard time seeing John Cena. He I, he, it's, he looks hot as fuck in it. I'm just like, I just don't him. know what's going on. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Continue. <laughs> I feel like YouTube's biggest problem is, is uh, partially... I think it could go it could go further or it could be done better if they weren't owned by Google. I think that's their ultimate downfall because Google will throw money at anything and then just cut their losses immediately as soon as it's as soon as it doesn't turn into anything and I think that's partially where stuff like this kind of fell in of they were like we're going to make original content. They make you know they made a few shows and a movie and we're like it failed. Or get rid of it. Like, console. Yeah, the, they made the Stadia. Stadia, and then they just refunded. The they, yeah, they just didn't even do anything with that Google Glass. Like, there's this is the, list, say the list goes on and on of things that Google Google has canceled more projects than they've ever actually had be successes at this point. Like they've they they just again that company has so much money to just waste that they'll just they'll dump a billion dollars on something and then just go. Eh, I don't like it anymore, and just completely tear it down. Was it Google Plus? What was the uh, social? That was it. Google Plus that they were trying to replace Facebook with years ago. Like they've they've tried to do so many different things, and they they had their own music streaming service that then then eventually they just consolidate everything to I I don't know. I go into YouTube anymore, and it just it's such a mishmash of uh, you know stream music like we're a music streaming platform hmm. also yeah. do you want to watch robocop because you could totally rent robocop if you wanted to rent robocop right now then it's like also do you want to get your cable tv from youtube because we'll provide you with youtube tv for your for your cable and then it's like i mean do you also just want to watch a video of a guy getting hit in the face with a shovel like by by this guy oh do you also want to watch like people stream video games like youtube has no clue what it is anymore it's it's trying to be well, 10 different do you want services it to be TikTok? yeah it has shorts yeah they, their TikTok they have too. shorts on there like that 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 whole platform is just trying to be 20 other platforms at the exact same time that i i go onto youtube and 
I almost I'll just scroll for a few minutes and then just turn it off and just be like, I, I can't figure out what I'm supposed to be doing on here right now because it's trying to get me to do completely contradictory things. It's like watch a whole movie or watch 20 seconds of this person singing or also just, just watch this a trailer like, like, oh, there's a trailer for this. Uh, for example, Super Bowl just happened and they did like a 30 second thing for the flash. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to have to go online to see Michael Keaton in this trailer. I mean, he was in the Super Bowl yeah. trailer, but the plot wasn't it was like a three minute trailer. The one that they released online. So like that's the way that you have to go on and see it. And then after that, I'm if I didn't already see it on Facebook or Twitter, like, and I had to go look for it myself, it I would go to YouTube. But then it's like I'm not watching anything else after that. I see all those reaction videos, like, like you like you'll search something like yeah, The Flash, and you'll find a bunch of YouTubers you'll find fifty that are pages of people Ezra being Miller like yeah, talking about yeah. watching the trailer. Yeah, who wants to like? I mean. Maybe if you're successful, but who are those guys that do special effects? What are they called corridor. again? The reviewers, VFX artists, Chuck. Yeah, knows. Corridor, I said. corridor or something. Corridor Digital. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know who you're they, talking about those guys. Yeah, their stuff's like fun to watch because they're not reviewing just in the same information that everyone else is. Yeah, seeing. they have a they're very kind of specific. They have a the very effects. specific like point of view. It's not just a general. Like I watch the movie and I'm going to tell you my opinion on this movie. It's like they're, they're specifically coming at it from, we're going to tell you why these effects are good, why they're bad, like what they could have done differently. But the reacts ones are worse. Cause there's just sort of people being like, Oh my God. Yeah. Is that Michael Keaton? <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm afraid it is Michael Keaton. And it's like on top of okay. <laughs> YouTube themselves are in a period where, they're cracking down in absurd ways. So even the content creators are in a position where their stuff gets demonetized and pulled down. So then there's less incentive to put out interesting or different kind of content instead of putting out good content. There's such a fear of demonetization now that you're putting out just bland content. Like there are entire words that you can't say that killed. Uh, like people used to do so much more true crime stuff on YouTube. Like I right, used to follow a crime. lot of those guys and like they all at the same time were like, yeah, um, you pr- we're never going to make money on this. So there's no point in us doing this anymore. Or they all had like switched to being like, Hey, like if you could sign up for my Patreon, like I like making true crime videos, but like I'm not going to get paid by YouTube in the slightest for any of my content anymore. Right. It's killing entire genres, which there are genres that most people would go on there for. And there are genres that like there are entire TV networks dedicated to. It's like, how can I sit here and watch like Investigation Discovery and it's totally fine on there? But then YouTube's over here like, oh, but you can't talk about it on here. I'm like, that's bullshit. Like you can't say the word rape. You can't say the word sexual assault. You can't say the word child molestation. Yeah, like there was, uh, there was one guy. I don't know if you'd ever seen him, and it's one of the funnier things. His name was Rob Dyke, and his videos got demonetized God. because of his name. And he was like, he literally, he legally changed his last name because he said like, just that being. And he's like, he's like, I've tried to fight it. That's just my last name. I'm sorry. I can't. He's like. I've legally changed my name to like, like he changes like Rob Smith or something like that. Just to, just to get his videos to not be demonetized. But then they, they killed all like his, he's like, well now it's just getting demonetized because of the content. So he changed his name for no reason. Well, like what are you supposed to do as a news person when you can't talk about a sexual assault? 
like how are you supposed to deal with that like like as a, a youtuber you can't talk about another I mean, they're YouTuber. just trying to cut a corner of getting instead of having actual people review this i mean now the tech would probably be a lot better where if they hear a word like rape they can go in like the computer will kn- know the context of it just by listening to more of it i don't know man people are just censoring everything they talk about now and it's just li- so it's it's harder for the content creators to just kind of it's killing their own platform and it's causing people to want to move off the platform and to move to different platforms and create I mean new you can move off the platform platforms. pretty easily though as long as you had a stable place to put your content cuz like let's say you can't say certain words on social media you could say hey our new episode is up it's about this and you don't have to say it on that website everybody's got a patreon now and i think that's the biggest thing is yeah everyone's using patreon or some form like that but that's what everyone always says like oh it's it's easy just like take your content off but the problem is like what's the there isn't really a solid replacement for youtube like no one can compete with you know youtube's server power to like hold all of that info and be able to have billions of people logged onto their website at the exact same time it's like any other website if it, if everyone was suddenly hey we're all going to jump onto this other website that's some somebody just started you know, up elon musk could have done it he, but he just he wasted 44 he billion dollars Twitter. on yeah, twitter he, he picked the wrong running one. It into the ground well see that's that's why in a lot of ways i wanted to talk about this because it's still a huge powerful media platform that has a lot of influence and power I mean, this is the second largest visit visit a website in the world. Second largest visit a website in the world, period. Like, in the world. There are more That's people... That's because it has the best search engine. That's all. It, yeah, but it has the, the most foot traffic. There are more families and children on this website than any website in the world. More media content is absorbed from this website than any like place in the world outside of, you know, television and that kind of thing. Like, it, it is one of the largest sources of media consumption like does it have value as something that can create movies and television shows can it do that or is it just some sort of new sort of media that is now part of our life that we have to accept as like a third medium like is this a new medium that we now have in our existence that we now need to treat in a completely different way like that it can't possibly cross over into those other mediums i think it could i feel like it's just almost like they're just choosing not to it's like yeah i think they could easily do i mean kind of even what justin was saying like they're just not very smart at how they would use this like that yeah they 100 percent could use their money to pick any one of these youtube stars and like make some content with them but they need to they need to do it smarter like the game grumps show was a is a good example of if i want to watch like game grumps i want to watch them be like just legitimately playing video games i didn't want to see them playing characters that aren't really anything like their real personas cuz that's not that's not who either of those two guys are they're not actors so the weird choice of hey we're going to make a whole show around you two guys where you're not remotely playing yourselves at all you're playing these two characters that no one knows or no one relates to at all and we're giving you a very unskilled director that's yeah yeah and we're just gonna yeah we're just gonna like hire like we're gonna put like a, a group of random people around you that also aren't necessarily the best so it's like i feel like a lot of it is yeah uh, i i want to i feel like youtube could 100 percent 
get into the same line of business as Netflix and any of these other streaming companies. They're just, I, I don't want to say it's a poorly run company, but again, the fact that they'll just dump money into things and then just give up on it's them in two seconds. Run. Yeah. It's, it doesn't, it's, it's just, again, I feel like they're, they're like banks in the sense of Google's just too big to fail at this point. Everybody, everybody knows Google. Everyone uses Google. So it's just, I mean, when was the last time? Right. You, how much money do they make <laughs> off of one person? When was the last time you ever anything? thought about searching like looking something up and using a site that wasn't Google. When was the last time you thought, oh, I'll go there. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, go, I'll go to Bing or I'll go to Yahoo or maybe see if Ask Jeeves is still a website. Like like they have so much market share that it's just, uh, yeah, again, they almost can't fail even when they're just If any of the other companies were money. good, uh, they could have lost people, but you would try something like Bing and you would search whatever you're searching for, and it just like couldn't. And find it sucked. It. So you, you immediately back went to back Google. to yeah. Even if you tried to, even right. if you were like, you know what? Exactly. Screw them. I'm done using their site. You tried using anybody else's site one time. We're like, well, this sucks. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to Google and try to use their site. Yeah, I think honestly, in my well, I probably set up the search engine, but probably the initial one is still Google. When I go into my computer, and instead of writing a URL, if I write a question, it starts. It searches Google. It's just a Google search immediately. Yeah, it's just by default. So what about what about this? With Netflix, Netflix was always a movie platform. Like they were movie rental business first. So when they switched to streaming, you went there, you saw movies. If Netflix made a movie, you kind of were already there for a movie. They throw up a movie. You're like, hey, it's a movie, right? So you're going there with the wrong. intention to watch a movie. Why am I wrong? You're wrong because they're doing Netflix initially started off doing the exact same thing that YouTube was doing. They were taking work that was already made and putting it out there. So YouTube might have been original stuff that somebody's putting on a camcorder or trying to make a show, but YouTube's sharing it. Same thing with when Netflix was actually doing DVDs. They're not making any of this stuff. They were they were Hollywood video. They were blockbuster. They weren't making well, movies. But here's my question. Here, here's what I'm trying to get with this. It's a place to go and watch a movie, correct? It's a place where you're like, when you go on Netflix, you're going there to watch Batman, we'll say, right? Like it's a movie service. When you're going on YouTube, you're going there to watch a guy get kicked in the nuts, right? I mean, I would watch Batman if it was on YouTube. But, but, that, but, but the initial presence of what they were both created for was one was there to go watch batman one was there to go watch a guy get kicked in the nuts with like like that was that was the point between the two of them so when one starts making original movies you're there for movies so it has movies you're like okay it made its own movie i'll watch its movie that's like watching a straight to video right like it's like when you go in the video store and like when you were worked at hollywood video and like you know, Batman came out, but then there was also like that shitty straight to video Batman that like Man Bat. you never heard of before. Yeah, like Man Bat. There you go. And then you're like, all right, well, I'll also take Man Bat home because like you're there. It's there. Why not? You'll try both. Right. But like with YouTube, you're going there to watch like that, that video of a guy getting kicked in the nuts and then like a guy falling off of the roof onto like a kid's kiddie pool and then like 
a, a monkey like picking its nose and like that's what you're there for you're not there for like, your blockbuster eighth... would probably make a killing if like they just had videos of their like oh this is just videos of people falling for three hours you just take the dvd home and but they did it. have that it was called america's funniest home videos volume one like it, it you were there for a very specific like type of thing and then there were also knockoffs that you could kind of grab or, or alternate kind of stuff that's what the video store was there you could you were there for the mainstream entertainment but then you could also buy the secondary straight to video market kind of stuff as well whereas youtube was not that kind of thing so my question is if youtube had released the thinning in a movie theater would it have had a larger audience would more people have been more interested in seeing youtube make more movies or do you think that youtube's youtube was correct in releasing it straight on its platform because with youtube not having that streaming platform that video television presence the fact that it was built and designed around 30 seconds to three minute content that you sent your friends at work between so they could watch it on their lunch break kind of stuff like that was what it was built and designed around do you think that they should have kind of presented this film and had more presentation behind it like released it at the the the, the, the chinese theater in hollywood and had like a whole walk of fame and like had a big presentation with it and invested a press press release for it when it came out and had like a big old thing with it and been like youtube's first original film and like made a big thing and invited a bunch of celebrities and invited a bunch of people to come and watch it and had entertainment tonight there and made a whole thing of it that maybe this movie would have had more word of mouth or do you think it was wise of them to just drop it on the platform and call it a day kind of thing? Cause like, I, I, I wonder if this movie could have had more success or, or if it was just, you know, <laughs> I mean, they, I would say if they wanted to make a movie that appealed to people theatrically, then they wouldn't have got YouTube stars. And I think they made the right decision by releasing it on the system that they already have to release things on. Cause at the time that this came out, Netflix is already huge in releasing movies and stuff like that. So, but realize the YouTube star they picked was already starring in Hollywood films. He had already been in like two or three films previously. He had done the no, because he's not that he his. We've already talked about it. He doesn't. He doesn't have the people that will pay to see this guy. He's not that good. But also, if if like you said, YouTube is a part of Google and everybody uses Google, it's the number two most viewed website of all time or some shit like that currently, then you advertise your thinning movie on there for probably free because it's you, it's your company. It's like when we were watching the Super Bowl and they keep showing all these ads for these Fox television shows. These Fox television shows didn't pay the $7 million to, to advertise. That's the network putting their shit up there you know, mixing it in. What if they had bought a Super Bowl spot for it? Would that have helped it? I mean, they could have because you know what? I this Super Bowl ad had two YouTubers in it that I saw. Mr. Beast was in a trailer, and they had uh, Logan Paul's Prime drink. I don't know if it's an energy drink or water, it's like but a Gatorade thing, he, I think. Yeah, yeah. He had a huge advertisement with him in it that he paid for, and you know what? That marketing is probably going to work for somebody. 
somebody's going to be like, I'm going to try that drink now because I saw it during the Super Bowl. They don't appeal to you necessarily, but the YouTubers definitely like have an entire generation of kids who grew up with them and they are them. They're celebrities. There's entire generations of kids who love Shane Dawson. Shane Dawson still has a million plus fan base, despite being a terrible person. Like he still to this day has stands who like follow him, whatever these kids have been following him since 2008. Like that's a long time to have a fan base follow you. Logan Paul, Jake Paul, these people have been following him for 10 plus years. I mean, that's a long time to have a huge fan base. These these people have given him their money, their entire... But you're not course. advertising to the normal people. You're advertising to just that base. But, but they grow up and they become adults and they continue to follow those bases. So... And those people like Logan and Jake have grown up and now they're MMA fighters and they're establishing adult fan bases and they're keeping those bases and all that kind of stuff. So how do you how do you, you justify adver- you, you advertise on, you know, during the Super Bowl if you want the most eyes. So if you're advertising, hey, this movie that has the person from YouTube on it, who like you're only interesting the people that you could have just advertised that on YouTube for. Why would you waste all that money? and not pull anybody else in unless your concept was very interesting or you got like at least one big name in there with the YouTube star. Like it's the rock and Logan yeah, Paul. If I'm you, sure uh, people would probably go see If that you movie. advertise this film, like at the end of the day, I think the only people that were going to be interested in this film to begin with were people that are already Logan Paul's fans. And if you're already a Logan Paul fan, then you would have already, like he probably would have put it on Twitter about like, hey, I'm in, I'm gonna be in this movie that they're releasing on Friday. Like, so yeah, I think putting it on, yeah, even advertising this film and trying to put it in theaters, they're not big enough names to get people to go to the theater. All you would have got was the same people that watched it on YouTube that are like, oh, I know Logan Paul. Like, I'll watch that, and it's like it wouldn't have right. Or you really have sell the concept because you're watching watching this trailer before a movie in a movie theater, like it do these people know who Logan Paul is? Like maybe some do and they might be like, Oh wow, that was interesting to see him there, but you're really going to have to sell it to, to when you're opening it up to a wider group of people. Cause 1 million fans, 1 million of the population of the United States or compared to the earth is very small. So I just want to say that I did, I did watch the second film and they they thought they were going to get a third film out of this. The second film ends on a cliffhanger, and they thought that they had like a whole series going with this. So this much one like ended on a cliffhanger too. Yeah. So it, it, the second one literally starts where the first film ends with him waking up in the factory, and the second film takes place in the in t- like in the factory. His girlfriend is there. <laughs> It's pretty stupid as well. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the biggest my the hardest thing to critique this entire movie is it gives you all the information up front and you don't get any more information till the end. And the information that you do get at the end is that they don't die, that they go somewhere else and they're used for something else. And it doesn't really get too much into any of that. So it's not like they were like they should have done. If they're going to tell you what the hell is going on the entire movie, 
they needed to kill this kid like in the first 30 minutes and then start telling the story of what the hell is really going on. So one thing I, I did think about with the sequel, because no matter, I don't want to like bring them all together because we were just talking about the first film, but the plot is that, you know, they don't kill them. They take them and they put them in the factory for the corporation who's doing all of this testing. And then this corporation is using them to basically build tablets and do all their automation for them. Because the people that are, are the best at building this stuff are going to be people that failed their tests. Well, and uh, the thing that was really funny about it, I was, I was like, in the year 2040, I'm like, we already have more automation now in our factories than they were showing in the movie's factories that they had. I was like, China has more automation and they use a lot of human labor anyway. And I was like, the level of human labor that you guys are using, it it's stupid. Like, it wouldn't even be effective. And they basically tell them if they could work in the factory, they could basically get to go back to society. And they're like, okay. So they like basically dangle a carrot on the stick at them. And that's why they just continue to do it kind of thing. They work for 14 hours a day and then get to go to sleep and have like an hour of personal time. That's like their whole lives. It's just living in this like factory and that's it kind of thing. And uh, Logan Paul obviously works to, you know, start an uprising and break everybody out kind of thing. And then we have the main two characters from the other film working with the politicians to break everything down from the outside. And uh, the teacher who's the little kid's teacher from the first film is running an underground railroad to break children out of Texas to take to Mexico to basically get them out of America and get them away from this program. But the thing is, is that they're definitely killing kids because they wouldn't be using anybody who would be below the age of like 16. So basically if you pass all of your tests right up until about the age of like 15 or 16, as long as you get to like 15 or 16 is you're, you're not going to get killed after that. Cause then they'll put you in a factory, but anybody below those ages, they're definitely killing. Cause what are they doing with all those younger kids? They're not, they're not enslaving any of them. Cause all these factories are just like older kids. Basically you're giving me anxiety even talking about it. Like, the fact that there's another movie and if you want to, you can watch another hour and a half, just too much. I have to say if they had made a third one, I would have been like totally on board for it and watched it too. Like, I don't know. I'm not, I was here for this era. I was actually a pretty big fan of the divergent films. I don't yeah, know but this why isn't the divergent films. I, I know I liked maze runner. I was a big maze runner fan. Like I love the maze runner films a lot. I didn't care for hunger games too much. I thought hunger games was stupid. But, like, I don't know. I just kind of like this era of films. I was just here for these weird dystopian, like, torture kid movies. Like, not that I was necessarily here for the torture kid parts. Like, it was just kind of weird. They all were kind of weird, and I didn't understand a lot of them. But, I don't know. They were interesting films. They're always kind of, like, there's something about them that draws me to them. So, I just keep watching them kind of thing. The ending of this film was absolutely absurd. The, the second one, I don't know what the hell they were possibly thinking they were going to lead up to or whatever, but I do think that Logan Paul did have potential as an actor. I do think that I've seen him in other things as well. I, he was not the worst part of the remake of Valley Girl, even though Valley Girl's remake was one of the worst fucking movies I've ever seen in my entire life. And I don't think he was the worst part of these movies, all things considered. There were a lot worse actors in the movies that were actually established actors and things like that. So I I don't know. I think there was potential for him to have a career if he wasn't so busy running around setting people's swimming pools on fire and making videos about buying his merch and (laughs) 
being a fucking raging jackass. So it's a shame in some ways because I don't know. I would have liked to have seen more from him in some ways. I don't think that there wasn't potential there for him as an actor. He shot himself in the foot by going to Japan and running around like a fucking jackass. And now he's running crypto scams and fucking Puerto Rico. So kudos to you, Logan Paul, and your bad life choices. Do you think that YouTube will try anything like this again? Or do you think like this is it? Like that was the one one and done kind of thing? I don't think about any of that. I would use this movie to torture people, though. Yeah. Like, Which one would you? I, I, really? Over not cool? No, all of them. I give them variety. <laughs> they can watch all three movies. They can get some variety, but it's a <laughs> it's a five and a half hour loop or six hour loop, however, whatever the total runtime is with all these movies combined. Good lord, that's a that's a pretty mean torture session. I hope YouTube produces that movie that they're torturing people with other with feature length youtube movies this is what you're gonna do to me one day i'm gonna wake up like strapped in a room somewhere and you're just gonna have like every video game nerd not cool and the thinning on a loop and i'll just be like the third one doesn't bother me you're gonna lose I'm your mind okay so much that, they, that you're gonna think that it's one movie because <laughs> after trying to follow the plot of the angry video game nerd then you're gonna be gonna when you get to the thinning you're like yeah of course this is part of the angry video game nerd movie <laughs> Did you like all the body armor product placement and uh, the thinning? I don't think I liked anything of the thinning. I mean, some things could have worked, but they weren't used really well. Like, I mean, I don't think you have to spend the money, a lot of money to make things look cool. Like the suits for the soldiers or whatever you want to call them. Just people like all black wearing masks. That looked fine. But when they showed them fighting, I'm like, you weren't good at choreographing that fight to even make it feel real. Like you made it like jake paul wearing the suit fighting those people i'm sure it was him and logan logan paul logan paul i'm sure it was him and it didn't like it was the one the it was a terrible fight like there was no stakes at all they never showed us that logan paul was a adept fighter either so he just like was like beating the ass out of every guard in the school (laughs) that being said like Logan Paul is kind of jacked, so I was like, well, he's kind of got giant arms. they should have put Logan Paul in this movie is he should have been the first person that was caught cheating or caught bringing in something to cheat, and then he killed him, and then that's the most that he made it through the movie. I did like how every guard, but also every single security system had the same voice. Like, everything had the exact same, like, come on now. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That's just <laughs> that would be amazing. Dong, he's the voice of the dong and glass onion. Is he? Mm-hmm. But yeah, every single guard, security system, computer, everything in that movie had like the exact same angry, gruff voice. Like the guards made me think of like Army of Two. What was that game that we played, Chuck? Army of yeah. Two. Yeah. I remember that game. Yeah, two nameless, faceless dudes just shooting at everything that moves. Who's a dumber guard? A stormtrooper or the guys from The Thinning? Lexi, your questions are weak. Uh, The stormtroopers are better. My questions are weak. (laughs) They're weird hypotheticals. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm not feeling The Thinning too much. Because to me, it didn't really feel like they were trying anything. The, the story is so lazy that I felt the experiment was 
can we make money off of known people? And that's the most effort that they put into it. Because well, absolutely correct. The dystopian young adult thing that we're talking about, even if those movies kind of like tread on Battle Royale, at least they're the first of all, they're definitive. There's only a few of them. I love there. I think there is another Hunger Games coming out, but it's a, a prequel or something like that. Yeah. Well, there's no kills, so the violence is very low. Even though it's about killing kids, there's no kill count in the movie. But we've seen a lot of good sci-fi like that, like Soil and Green or something, where you're not seeing these people go. I mean, or people, these science fiction movies where the people start to disappear, and you know that they're being killed off, but you you know, Logan's Run, that's a perfect example. Of, right. Like, it's not a violent movie. But it's ruined for you at the end when you realize that they're not even being killed. They're being shipped off to a factory to be forced to be just basic slave labor. So it's not necessarily even that interesting when you realize that they're just. No, because there's no climax to it. And then the resolution's not cool. Like the resolution isn't provocative in any sort of way. I think of the Matrix or something. The end of the Matrix is is having this like, oh, the possibilities are endless of what can happen now in this universe. That's not what's happening in this movie. This movie's like trying to tease you with something that like, yeah, you don't give a shit about. It should have been answered or explored in this first movie. The second film is definitely better in that it has a, has a bunch of kill counts and it's got a much more intriguing plot line, but you need the first film to get to the second. I film. don't know. You said this was intriguing and I, I don't, <laughs> I didn't find it intriguing. I just said the second one is the first one's not, but you need the first one to get to the second one, but it's not interesting enough to want to get to the second one. So I completely understand if you wouldn't want to kind of thing. So how did this theme make you feel? I think we did a really good job. I think you guys did a good job in understanding the theme and I think we covered it pretty well. I know it was a hard month for you and I really appreciate you guys just enduring it and endure and survive i'm really sorry about not cool uh, especially chuck uh not getting to talk more about it just because yeah that was a big torture yeah. he had to watch it and but then he couldn't, couldn't talk about it god that's that's the worst and i i do feel really bad for you on that one that you weren't able to say more about it but the conversation was good that we had. I thought the Angry Video Game Nerd episode was excellent. I was happy to listen to that and hear how that went. So, no, I think we did a good job. I think we established this very well. I think I can finally get this out of my head and feel like we accomplished it. And I, I, I'm proud. I'm proud of you guys for enduring it. And uh, hey, plus trying to flatter us. No, no, I really am. I think it was a good job. I think it was a good conversation. You guys are the best prisoners that I've ever had. Right? No, kudos. Weird subjects, strange films, not exactly what we typically cover and talk about on this show. Way out of our wheelhouse, but I think that everything went exactly kind of the way I wanted it to. Which, I'll be honest, I was completely terrified going into this. I was like, oh god, this could go terribly. This could just end up being a mess, and who knows, so... Yay! <laughs> there is a lot of relief to it being over. I'm sure. I'm sure there is. Despite there being relief to it being over, I think it's a good conversation. And I'm really glad that you guys stuck through it. 
A plus. Yeah, I, th- I think this was a better conversation too. I don't really know if the theme of YouTube really had much of a point, but going over each individual movie, uh, well, except Not Cool. Not Cool was hard, hard to talk about. I think you had to watch the show, The Chair, to get the whole idea of that movie. I think it would have helped a bit. I did watch a bit of the, sh- the show. I got a good understanding of it. Going you into did it pick a bit. three movies that though that I would not recommend to anybody. I'm proud of myself. That's an accomplishment. You're you're pretty, you're pretty uh you know open. You're pretty like yeah I like most things. Like it's hard for me to find things that you don't like, and uh, for me to find four movies or three movies in a row that you're just like good god, that was terrible. I thought you'd be able to find something positive in each one, but. Here we are. Was there anything positive about the thinning at all? Runtime. <laughs> there you go. I agree with that. Good runtime. I mean, it knew not to go on for too long. It's like we gave ourselves a feature length time and we're over. We're done. Although I think Not Cool was also like an hour and a half, but it felt it like it was three hours. Way worse with it, way worse with <laughs> its time because nothing was happening. I don't know. That movie felt like it was the longest movie I've ever seen. Uh, terrible critique. I think there's a reason why a lot of these movies are like buried. They're not easy to find because they're not good. You know, Shane Dawson buries critiques of not cool. Like he goes around and like hides them and stuff. Well, hopefully he can bury ours too. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel about this month, Chuck? It was pretty rough. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with Justin. I would not... Uh... I would not recommend any of these movies. The Thinning maybe gets the most recommendation or is is the most recommendable. Probably, again, just because it's short and actually had at least somebody that vaguely knew how to make a film behind it. Do you think, in all, like, in all honesty, though, do you think that the angry video game nerd deserves just a little bit of credit in that he did it all by himself. Like out of all of these, like the, the the other two did have like somebody backing them. No, because I'd say a, a lesson was learned that you have to like, you have to hire the right people for the job and you can't do everything. So it's kind of like a fail. It's, I don't know. I would have respected him more if he would have just, we'll give him put credit. A good he made a together. movie, but he just failed so miserably at it. <laughs> that's fair can youtubers make movies can youtube make movies they can can they just choose not to they did they made them they made the choices to do it do you guys remember the angry orange that was a that was a youtube thing that started on youtube they got like an animated series it's a youtube thing that started on youtube yeah it did I got like a show on Cartoon Network that ran for like fucking ever. This is the worst thing to ever come out of YouTube too. That and Fred. You were talking about Fred. Fred was fucking awful. That some of that early YouTube stuff was pretty rough. No, I don't really hear anything anymore except sometimes like if somebody gets on the talk show, could be like a morning talk show or something. They're like a TikTok person. Like I saw yeah. the ad for State Farm that had that guy that I don't know. I can't even describe what he does. He, he acts like everyone's dumb or something. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, TikTokers are the big thing. But you know, Logan Paul, Jake Paul, they all came from Vine. 
So they started out as Viners, and then they turned into t uh, YouTubers. If TikTok goes under, do all the, the TikTokers become YouTubers? Probably. What is the future? Will YouTube always be there? Do you think YouTube is able to maintain itself as a platform in the longevity of all of this? Or do you think it will eventually... I mean, eventually Go everything's going to be uh, eaten by the sun, so I mean, nothing's yeah. forever. Well, I guess that's fair. I think that's a good place to end it, then. <laughs> Any final thoughts? Uh, stay tuned. Next week, I'm going to drop a little teaser for the theme that'll be two weeks from now. Well, that's right, because we got to do Oscars? No. Oscars is going to happen, but it happens in the middle of everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's Justin's turn to torture me with content. <laughs> What, does everyone just hate me? Why does it feel like I'm always getting garbage pushed on me? <laughs> Are you not excited for the next theme? No, uh, I was talking about the Oscars. Oh. Uh, <laughs> for the record, I I'm I not a huge them. fan either. All I know is that I just want Brendan Fraser to win. The Oscars probably has a runtime of all three of these films combined, too. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to watch The Last of Us, of Us that night. I'm going to watch the DVR of the Oscars the next day, which probably will already hear the winner, so I'm just going to go through and listen to speeches. I watched the new episode right before we recorded this, and it was nice. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it's great so far. Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't been disappointed yet, so kudos. We'll cover it here. It's nice because it has good plot, good acting. Yeah. Well, all right, then. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the end of my month, so... Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to smash that like button and subscribe. Bye. Thank you. We are Cinema DeMore. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with news and information on upcoming episodes. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Pandora, Alexa, or iHeartRadio. It would be greatly appreciated if you subscribe to our podcast on your platform of choice. We also appreciate feedback, so rate us, review us, and let us know what you think. And above all else, thank you for listening.